Welcome to JNR Basketball. This is John, joined by Ronnie, and we're back with a special overtime edition. We're looking at Game 3 of the Western Conference Finals. The game just ended. Ronnie, you told me you thought this game was the most exciting game you've ever watched. <laughs> Dude, it was so boring. I could barely keep watching it. I just, I, I, I would, I had it on, but I just, I couldn't even look at it. It was just so boring. Just like Homer, you know? Boring. What about it was boring? <laughs> I don't what about know. it was boring to you? I, I couldn't even put my finger. I, I think maybe, honestly, I don't even know. It was just, it wasn't exciting. It wasn't really close the whole time. Um, it, There wasn't a lot of energy. I think maybe because the Boston games last night, that, that had so much energy compared to this one where it was just like, it seemed like people, the, the players are moving in slow motion. Like there wasn't any urgency on, on both sides and Golden State just ended up winning just like it's nothing, you know, just like another game. There you go. I don't know. It was it was a little bit slower paced than I think we've seen some of the games. And maybe that's just the, the schedule of every other day they have a game. Mm-hmm. Now they had to move from uh, Golden State over to Dallas. So you have the travel added into that. So maybe that was part of it. I'm not sure. But uh, I, I thought it was the closest game. It certainly was the closest game that they played. One of the most exciting games, I thought. Yes, it was slow paced, but... It was it was a good chess match, uh, watching these head coaches kind of make adjustments t- against one another. Mm. But let's start. Let's roll it back. And as we know, Dallas was trailing two zero, but they're finally back home, and they they really needed a win. They needed to get it to two one. They failed to do that. They lose one hundred nine to one hundred. Golden State takes a three zero lead. Before the game, the Dallas Mavericks were fined one hundred k for their bench antics. So we talked about this a little bit last time. How those guys are right on that line, and they're right on that line the entire game. It's not like they're just doing it when the Mavs are on on defense on that side. They're doing it both ways. Find $100,000. Obviously, nothing's changed if you watch the game today. They're still right up against that baseline. What do you think? Do you think that's a big deal? Does the NBA need to try to do something to stop that from happening? Or what what do you think about that overall? I mean, just keep finding them. I mean, what else can you do? You know, I mean, you could maybe move the seats you know, move the players, but then, I don't know, it just, it becomes dumb, you know, like just, it is what it is. I mean, they're not listening. They're going to keep losing money. So whatever, just keep finding them. I don't care. <laughs> Make them poor. <laughs> so you don't, you don't care, I guess that they're there. You don't think it's that big of a deal. Yeah. I don't mean, I mean, I would care if it was my team getting fined, but I don't care if it's a Mavericks getting fined. I mean, if you're not going to listen to the league and what they're telling you, then yeah, keep getting fined. You don't think the league could or should do something else. Uh, the, the, you know, the best way to do it is start assessing them technical fouls on the bench yeah. and giving Golden State or whoever their opponent is free points. Then you're going to see them being forced to sit down by by the coaching staff real quick. I mean, what is the what is the big deal? Like, are they they're not getting in the way, right? There's they're just kind of saying, hey, be careful. We don't want a player to get injured, you know, by his ankles. But it it hasn't happened. No one has really gotten injured yet, you know. So. I don't think it's a big well, deal. But... No, one, no one has gotten injured yet, I think is the key word yet, mm-hmm. is that it's going to happen. I mean, they do those those threes from that corner, and, and eventually they're going to land on somebody and potentially get injured. I just think it's foolish to do that because you're you're basically trying to injure somebody. I'm not mm-hmm. really sure what their motivation is other than to try to be an, an extra defender, a little bit more intimidating down there. But I think that I don't. I think they should respect the rules and stay right. out of there. If Gold, if Golden State were to start doing it, they would have a fit. Yeah. So I think they need to. I don't know if it's who, somebody can force those guys to sit down. Obviously, Dallas 
ownership or or coaching doesn't really care. Yeah. But if the so before the game, which was kind of cool, they caught it on on mic'd up. Is the lead official of this game, Mark Mark Davis? I think his name was. He had a conversation with the one dude that was wearing the white shirt, and he asked him to change shirts because the Warriors were wearing white. And he's like, I need you to change shirts before the game. Can you do me a favor? He's like, what? Why? You know, mm-hmm. playing dumb. Yeah. He said he would change shirts. He did not change shirts. So he clearly doesn't care. Yeah. See, I mean, it's just, it's on Dallas. I don't know why they're acting like this. It's it's just, it's nonsense. So yeah, keep finding them. Just make it 200,000 next time. Keep, just keep doubling it. I mean, it's, yeah. it's stupid. I imagine Mark Cuban's paying that money and he, he doesn't care about that. I, right. I, I, that's pennies to him, right? Right. I think it's the whole thing is stupid and I don't understand why the maps are doing it, but they keep doing it because they don't care and whatever it's. Yeah. Well, they're, they're a hundred K poor now as a result of that. Yeah. Well from today, but altogether 140,000, right? I think or something like that. 175. Yeah. Yeah. Total. Luca is back to a hundred percent. Allegedly he got a good night's sleep. So I know you were worried about Luca's (laughs) dreams schedule, Ronnie. Yeah. Uh, Good. He's back to a hundred percent. So he's, he's having pleasant dreams. Wiggins ankle. He played. He played okay. Uh, you know that there was a potential. I think he was probable before the game. He obviously played. He played a lot of minutes. I think him and Luca probably. If you were to look at the minutes that hit, he played and the minutes that Luca played, I imagine they're going to be identical. Those guys yeah. are shadowing each other in this game. Wiggins it's, had thirty nine. Luca had forty minutes. Yep. Yeah, thirty nine, forty nine versus forty twenty three. So a difference of less than thirty seconds, uh, or just over thirty seconds between those two guys. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's pretty much tit for tat um, of getting those guys in and playing those together. And that's been Golden State's sort of philosophy this whole one. I don't know if it's working. Luca put up 40 game two. Uh, he, I think he was close to 40. Yeah, exactly 40 again tonight. I don't know that it's working. I, I don't know. What do you, what do you think about having Wiggins sort of be his personal defender? Is that been a good approach? I mean, the results are that they're winning, but Luca's putting up huge games. Yeah, I mean, what, uh, Luca had 40 points that? still and 11 rebounds. So, no, it's not necessarily working to slow Luca down, but it's just you you can't do anything to really slow him down. But it is, yeah, I mean, they're winning still. So, I don't know. It's just, I, I don't I don't think it matters. I think Luca's still going to get his points no matter what, but it's just up to the rest of the team to, to guard the rest of the guys and make sure that no one else goes along with Luca. Yeah. And they did a little, a little bit of zone defense this game as well. It was somewhat effective, but it overall, the defense has just not been great. I think the reason the Warriors won this game is because the Dallas Mavericks missed a ton of open shots. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we'll go through those stats in just a bit, a second here, but the first quarter ended 25, 22 golden state by three, Luca hit a three right at, as time was expiring, right at the buzzer, actually, to make it three instead of six. But it was really just back and forth, missed shots, missed shots. Nobody really took control of that game. Dallas is being a little bit more aggressive. They they were getting into the paint a little bit more and either then finishing the drive or, or outletting it uh, to, to a shooter where before they've been more perimeter-based. So mm-hmm. I thought that was working pretty well for them. I think the score shows, you know, game two is sort of an outlier, though, just because they had such a huge lead. So maybe it's not fair to to look at those options. Uh, yeah. At one point, the Warriors led by twelve in, in the first quarter. So Dallas went on a huge run at the end of the quarter to cut it to three. Second quarter, more of the same, uh, kind of exchanging baskets a lot a lot of the way. And we went to halftime with forty eight forty seven. Golden State up by one. Uh, the biggest news that came out of the second quarter was Otto Otto Porter Jr. of the Golden State Warriors left the game with a leg injury. 
and they announced after the second half started that he would be out for the game. I didn't really see what happened. Uh, I was just going to uh, ask what happened, yeah, because I didn't see it either. Yeah, he, he made a basket, and he kind of grimaced, and he, he left the game shortly after, went back to the locker room, and they, they did x-rays, and they said it's just a contusion, but... He, or soreness, maybe I don't know, but he they didn't they were he was not going to return, so you never know how serious it was. But that meant everyone else, you know, he's been getting decent minutes off the bench, so that means they needed other guys to get more minutes. Mm-hmm. And you saw some people that you haven't seen a whole lot of, uh, Moses Moody, for example, Anderson uh, also played five minutes where he hasn't really been in at all. Yeah. Didn't really do much while he was in. Looking at a stat line, but you know you need you need people on the court, and when a guy that you're relying on is off the court. Uh, those are the guys who need to step it up, and that that was the case tonight. You know, the Warriors had three guys that played 39 minutes, Draymond Green with 36 minutes, so their starters were on the court quite a bit of this game. Yeah, no rest for them, right? <laughs> but I mean, that's they don't have too many players left. They they have a a few injured. Wiseman, you know, that didn't play. Payton's of course out. Tigudal is on the team, but he hasn't played the whole entire time. No, I think he's done for the season. I don't yeah. think he's even on the uh, the playoff roster. Active roster is getting a little short. Yeah, Damian Lee, who had some, some minutes in previous games, didn't have any minutes tonight. I'm not really, really sure why. But um, yeah, so we, we go out of halftime and we've seen it. I've talked about it. We continue to see it. Those third quarter adjustments make all the difference in the game. And mm-hmm. guess who had the best third quarter, Ronnie? Luca. <laughs> uh Golden State they 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 won that quarter 30 to 21 so they end up taking a 78 they, they extend the lead to 10 78 to 68 at one point it was up by 14 but they just again they come into out of halftime they come out of that locker room make the adjustments and just kind of have their way with the Mavericks nine mm-hmm. points isn't a huge differential but it was enough and you know going against Golden State with a 10 point lead in the fourth quarter that's going to be really tough to overcome oh yeah definitely and you, you think Luca could do something. I mean, it's basically all of his team is seeing if he could do anything. But, I mean, he he does what he can, but you still need help. And he didn't get it tonight. Now, what was interesting, and I, I took note of it because it was so interesting, is in the second quarter when Luca had his normal rest, the Mavericks went on a run, and they actually took the lead 30-29 with Luca on the bench. So mm. they play a little bit different style of basketball when Luca's yep. on the bench. So then you have to ask the question... You know, we we asked the same question when Ja Morant went down mm-hmm. and Memphis continued to win. Are they better without Ja? Or in this case, are they better with Luka on the bench? Right, because when you start leaning on a player, you don't necessarily play well as a team. You're just waiting to see what he does to see if he can win it for you. But then you take him out of the equation, and then you do have to work as a team with the players that you have on the floor. So, yeah, it's it's completely different. So, um, yeah, they need to... Hopefully they they see that next game and and they actually make it a game where they they all start playing together. You know they get open for Luca so he could pass it to somebody and not just watch Luca drive it and see what he does with it. You know that was the biggest difference with him on the bench is that they were moving at a faster pace and they were passing the ball around a little bit more and mm-hmm. getting it to the guy that was open to make the shot. Uh, Brunson was in when Luca was out and he was he was you know not doing as fast as the Warriors play but significantly faster than the Mavericks normally play. Yeah. And they are talking about on the TNT broadcast that Luca doesn't like to move that fast because he's a big dude. Mm-hmm. I don't know what his fitness level is. Plus he's, he's been dinged up quite a bit. So yeah. they tend to move a little bit slower, which allows the defense to get set up. So maybe, maybe that's something they need to look at is, is giving Luca a little bit more rest and, 
and kind of going with that fast-paced offense with him on the bench. Yeah, Brunson is similar to that too. I notice he he has a slower movements too. You know, he's he's not like the the biggest fastest guy, but they both of them, you know, they just they kind of take it really slow. And maybe that's why I thought it, this game was so boring because just watching them, it's just just like ugh. <laughs> yeah, it was. I liked it. I liked how close it was. It was back to forth at multiple points in the second quarter. And then they legitimately had a chance to win the game in the fourth quarter uh, if they could have just gotten a stop. You yeah. know, there was a couple points where they got one and they'd go down the court and miss a shot. And let's talk about the points. Let's talk about the shooting, I guess, of the Dallas Mavericks. Sure. Absolutely atrocious tonight. <laughs> they shot 29% from three. And they had multiple players that you expect to hit the three that went over. So Reggie Bullock probably the biggest defender. He went 0 for 3 from the three-point line, 0 for 10 overall, zero points scored in this game. Um, that's yeah. You're not going to win too many games with, with that. That's ridiculous. That's that's too bad. Max, I mean, I, I, yeah. you, we've we've noted this before. You know, the, the teams that own the three-point line seem to win the games. Um, there was one game, I think it might have been the, the last Celtics game, Celtics and Heat, where that really wasn't the case. I think there was like 1-3 difference. But yeah, this this series it's definitely whoever owns a three point. Yeah, and and you have shooters on the Dallas Mavericks, and when all those shooters are off, and we see that with other teams, not just the Dallas Mavericks, when those shooters are off, you got to find another way to generate offense. Mm-hmm. Uh, Maxi Kleber is another guy that they come have come in off the bench and expect to hit that big shot. He went zero for five uh, from the three point line. All of his shots were three point shots. He had zero points as well. And then finally, Davis Bertans, who also. I think they said he's only attempted two two point shots in this game uh, in this series. He was zero for two from the three point line as well. So those guys that you expect to come in and get a couple of shots to sink a couple of threes weren't weren't able to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the player of the game for Dallas, you know, obviously Luca had is going to get his points. It's going again. Spencer Dinwiddie is just tearing it up. Yeah. He was four from ten from downtown, twenty six points. He has just been that spark that they need off the bench. I think he got, yeah, he played 30 minutes, so he got a lot of extra playing time today because of some of the struggles that we saw from the other shooters on the Dallas Mavericks. Mm-hmm. But if they could just get one other person other than Luka and Spencer coming off the bench to put up some consistent numbers, I I, I think this is going to be a, a lot closer of a series um, instead of being 3-0 Golden State. Yeah, Dinwiddie had that 26, and then Brunson was third with 20 points. And uh, yeah, I agree with you, though. They need... It's it's tough when you you know you always need someone else to step up, but really they just need to play better as a team, like we were talking about earlier. Um, you just can't watch these guys do. You can't watch Luca just try to think he's gonna take just take the team under his belt. You know, you just you need to share the ball better. You need to get other players involved, and then that way the defense isn't just focused on Luca either for Golden State. You know, they they're gonna have to focus on other players around the court, and you just have to play as a team, and it's not happening. But it, it's it's tough when um you got to get the three point ball shoot. You have to get that working for for the other players to get involved too, and that just didn't happen tonight. Yeah, they shot like I said, twenty nine percent from three, forty percent from the field overall. I just wonder if you take half of those threes and convert them to two point shots, mm-hmm. and you make half of those, it's a, it's a much closer game. So I wonder sometimes if you should just maybe not abandon the three, but Move it in. Give yourself some some nice shots to get some points on the board, rather than having these multiple multiple drives in a row without being able to score points. Well, there was that one time in the fourth quarter when they I think there was a minute left and they they got it down to five points too. So 
Yeah, if they just yeah. would have, I mean, really, they just needed stops for Golden State, and then uh, the thing that killed them was the next possession when they got it down to five. There was a, I think Golden State hit a three, or I don't know, they made some sort of shot, and then Luca had the ball again, going down the court, and he just kind of launched a three from he was like five way down, yeah, five feet yeah. away from the three point line, and and he missed it, and then it just seemed like the body language of the, the Dallas Mavs just kind of went out the window. It just they were done right there, you know, and there was still like. 45 seconds left in the game i think something like that so they still had time to you know get get it back within five and then maybe hit a couple of shots but they were done they had no interest in doing that yeah, yeah. they're like man we took all this time to get it down to five and luca just launches a, a crappy three and and it, it just took all the wind out the out the stadium took yeah. all the air you out know, the stadium the other other than that shot, for the most part, their shot selection was pretty good. Mm-hmm. They were they had open looks. They just they just weren't able to hit them. Uh, we talked about this before we started the podcast. Is Kevon Looney only had twenty nine minutes? I don't recall seeing him in the fourth quarter at all. I don't know. I, I just googled it real quick. It doesn't look like he's injured. At least nothing has come out. But uh, just curious to what that was. They kind of went with a smaller lineup. They had Poole, Curry, Thompson, uh, all in Wiggins and Green as well. So they kind of had they kind of went with that smaller lineup. And it was it was fairly effective against Dallas. The other thing that was interesting is that they were trying to isolate Luca, like they Suns did, and, and like they've done these first two games. Mm-hmm. And every time that happened, they would have the double team come over and help Luca so that they could switch back. They weren't letting them isolate, you know, the the vulner, the defensive vulnerable Luca, which was a, a little bit of a different approach for them. Mm-hmm. And I think it was a good approach. So that you know, kudos to them for making the adjustments. Uh, if they would have hit more, some of those shots that they had wide open, they would have won this game. Is the bottom yep. line? They they played good enough on defense. Holding the Warriors to 109 is is pretty impressive feat overall, especially in the yeah, playoffs where they can point. just come alive. Right. And but yeah, Warriors won won it on the road, so there you go, three and zero, and they're gonna be on their way to the finals pretty soon. <laughs> yeah, I I predicted Warriors in five. We're still on pace to hit that. They could sweep them. You. Predicted Dallas in seven, so you know, good luck with that. <laughs> yeah, stupid Dallas. You know what's frustrating <laughs> is that I I know that the Suns would have given Golden State a much more of a run than than a Mavericks did. I don't know that. I they absolutely I don't would know. have. They would have matched up a, a mean, lot better with Golden State than than the Mavericks. And here they are, maybe. like the the number one. They the Mavericks knock out the number one team, and then here they are sitting at home and. And then this happens. They, they, they're going to get yeah. sweeped. And it's just frustrating. Yeah, that's that's the NBA. Um, you know, the Suns could have won a championship last year when they were up 2-0. But mm-hmm. instead, they, uh, they were up 2-0 against Dallas, too. So for whatever reason, they had a hard time closing series. Golden State doesn't have that problem. I, I expect them to close this series in the next game or two. Uh, we'll, we'll see what happens from there. I did want to mention when you, when you mentioned their body language. They at one point called up on the TNT broadcast how Luca had a grimace after uh, some shot. But then if you look at him, he has a grimace almost the entire game. <laughs> He's either complaining about refs. So I was thinking he should spot, he should partner with McDonald's yeah. and become the new grimace. That's what I was thinking of when you were talking like this. Yep. <laughs> That'd be awesome. That, that should be, be his grim- nickname I mean, for sure, Grimace. It should be the Grimace, yeah, the big purple you know, if you're not familiar with Grimace, he's the big purple. I don't even know what he is. He's he looks like a walking hedge bush or something. That's wasn't just he all like purple. a a nugget or something, a chicken nugget back in the day? But they just made him. Purple. I don't think so. He's purple. <laughs> what is Grimace? Let's see. What is Grimace? Remember they had the hamburger and 
the hamburglar. Yeah, they had all those guys. The the chicken, um, like the chicken bird thing. Obviously, Ronald McDonald is the one that everyone knows. Mm-hmm. Mary McCheese. I don't remember the yeah. the chicken one. I don't know what you're talking about there. Oh, they had this like bird chicken thing. I don't know. Uh, okay, here we go. Grimace is an enormous taste bud, but a taste bud nonetheless. <laughs> cool. So I never knew that. That that makes a lot. I mean, I could have lived without ever knowing that. But Grimace <laughs> is a taste bud, ladies and gentlemen. You heard it here first. Grimace, the taste bud, aka Luca. Yep. Well, that's gonna do it for us tonight. Thanks for checking us out. This is the been the JNR Basketball Overtime Podcast, uh, Overtime Edition, where we're doing a quick recap after all of the Eastern Conference, Western Conference, and NBA Finals games. We are six games down in the Conference Finals, three on each side, three on the East, three on the West. The Golden State Warriors lead 3-0 over the Dallas Mavericks, and the Miami Heat are up 2-1 over the Boston Celtics. Their game four is tomorrow. Jimmy Butler is going to play. How effective will he be? Marcus Smart is going to play. How effective will he be? Jason Tatum with his shoulder is going to play. So you have a lot of nicked up nice. guys. Obviously, Robert Williams could still potentially be out. But you gotta, you're gotta you going to see a little bit of a different team, I think, on both sides as far as minutes and productivity. Uh, so join us tomorrow. We'll talk about that game after the final buzzer there. And thanks for listening to us, and we'll talk to you next time. Thanks, guys.